Hi, I'm Justin Mormon. And I'm Katie Thornton, and this is the Re-Education of Schools podcast. Where we have open, honest conversations about how to better understand social-emotional learning, trauma-informed care, the whys behind student behavior, and how to help kids navigate it all as they go through school and life. Hey, welcome back to the second part of episode 23. We're going to pick right back up where we left off from the previous episode. Enjoy. I think that one of the biggest um, shifts that we need to make is like how we're preparing our teachers. 100%. And because uh, adults are ultimately the crucial step in all of this. Um, and I think that we don't necessarily always do a great job of preparing our teachers to handle the stuff that we're that they're having to handle. So um, I've worked with very, very few people. Like, and I've worked with a lot of people yeah. <laughs> over, over my career at this point. And I've worked with, I mean, I could definitely count on one hand and I don't know that it's more than like one or two people that I've ever worked with. Don't work with any currently. So that's a plus um, that I would say are completely unwilling to change yeah. or that don't want to be, to be better in some way or don't want to improve their practices. I can say I've worked with maybe every now and again, you might come across somebody, yep. right? But um, overall, I I see people that want to do well and they want to improve. And so what does that mean? It means that if people want to get better and they're wanting to grow, they're wanting to improve their practices, um, but they're not improving their practices and they're not growing, then what does what's what's the hang up, right? Yeah. That's what we have to ask ourselves. Like, so yeah. why aren't that, why isn't that happening? And I think that, it's because schools either in districts, like they may not know, um, one, they may not be putting in the real time or effort toward training their people, um, on student behavior or trauma informed care or anything else like that. Yep. But I think there's also reasons why, I mean, right. It's like layers. Like you right. keep going down, you keep peeling away the layers yeah, of an yeah. onion, right? Okay. So then what's the reason that they're not putting in all this time, like, and giving it more effort and giving it more, um, prominence in all the trainings. And I think that you come down to things like a lack of people to do the training that really know what they're talking about. Yep. I think that's one of them. So if I don't, if I don't have people to do the training, it's probably easier just to ignore the training and talk about something else than it is to go ahead and try to train people or try to train somebody to be able to train people. Right. Like it's just easier to just kind of pretend like it's not there and keep moving. Um, I think that there's a reliance too too much of a reliance on like one-off PD sessions still. Yeah. I think they, those serve their purpose in the world of trauma-informed care and they serve their purpose in training staff. Um, we do them. Yeah, <laughs> like, so yeah. I'm not saying that they're yeah. not worth anything, yep. but I think if that's like our only thing, then we're, we're not going to get people there. We don't District have schools s- aren't going to get, people we don't there. have systems set up to yes. actually, when you go back to do the real work. There's yeah. no system to go to process, to talk through. Cause again, we're talking about people and each, each and a little individual child, when you come in your door, every year is going to be different. So what is the system after that person magically? Right. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, and that's the thing too, right? Like we, we can't teach people a program in a one-off PD for trauma informed care because there isn't a program for it. We can teach people a program in a, in one-off PDs or in a series of PD sessions. Yeah for how to run a specific reading program. Yeah. We do that. And yeah. then we see like, again, I'm blown away by some of these, you know, academic programs that people put out and like watch and watch how kids get so much better at like reading. And literally you're following like a script. Like I can sit and I can follow yeah. a script with a student I'm working with now. And then I watch the kid like know how to read. It's crazy to watch. Right. Yeah. People want, we get so used to that, that we want that same thing with this. Yeah. With behavior 
We want it with trauma informed. We want it with classroom management. We want it with, we want it with those things that you can't have it with. And then people get confused, rightfully so, because they want to be, they want to improve. Yeah. And they can't because they just, it doesn't exist. So there's one-off PDs. I think there's too much of a, a reliance on that when it comes to this. I think a lack of, and so then what you're missing then is there's a lack of consistent coaching, right? right. It's the coaching piece that has to go along with those kind of individual professional development sessions where you have people checking in, knowing how to uh, walk people through issues as they come up. Make right? adjustments for tomorrow. Yeah. Today didn't go well. Like how do we make adjustments hey, for tomorrow? Pointing out the great things that are happening at yeah. the end of any given day, week, whatever. Support, you know? encouragement. Yeah. So, hey, getting people to, hey, stick with it. You're, what you're doing is working. I know it doesn't necessarily feel great all the time, but hey, what you're doing is working. Yeah. Let's stick it. We're going to stay the course. We're not going to just abandon it. We're going to stick with it. Um, I think those things are things that we miss a lot. And um, I don't know who we necessarily even expect. I don't know if we ultimately districts expect principals to be that person. I don't know who they expect to be that person, but I think a lot of districts don't have that person or schools don't have that person to like go yeah. do that and to help people in that um in that regard. And so when all those things are the case, like we start to try something and then we just give up too quickly. Yeah. And so we give up quickly on training people as well, or we like do a book and that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. Like we yeah. do, like we do that, but like then there's gotta be more to it than that. If we want to inspire and, um, implement like real shifts that last over a yep. long time. And so I think those are like a lot of the reasons like why that happens. Yeah. Right. Which I can get into a, I can get into a, um, habit of saying like, why are all the things the way they are? Like that's, that's why I feel like it is the way it is to go all the way back to the fact that we've got to start preparing our teachers. Yeah. That's the lens shift. I think that's one of the biggest lens shifts. We have to start preparing our teachers to be able to actually do this. Yeah. I understand there's this whole, whole laundry list of reasons why we're not yeah. that we maybe don't even want to always address or recognize or acknowledge that those are the reasons. Yeah. But I think those are probably not every reason, but those are part of the reasons that we avoid trying to make that shift in district or in schools. Essentially, you're asking somebody to go teach math without going to the math training. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're asking teachers to do classroom management with behavior right now, and we know behavior looks different in schools than it ever has before. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. We're asking them to go in and go do the thing with zero training and wishing for the best and wondering why it doesn't pan out. Yeah. Right. And so like, how can I keep on thinking going back to well, if we talk about trauma informed schools, really the component of trauma informed schools are, does your discipline or uh, school policies, do they support and are aligned with trauma informed practices? So does your school discipline policy um, have, does it align with neuroscience, right? Are we, do we put those foundations is what we're saying? Does it reflect who we are? Yeah. So if we really believe and we know th the science is on our side, does your school policy and discipline protocol align with trauma-informed practices to support all kids? So I think that's a, just like a bigger lens shift for people to start thinking about. Think about it. Like we did that in our building. Like we had a shift discipline or how we set up um, some of those protocols and those became systems in our building then, right? Yeah. To help support kind of moving forward and that. Well, and what's interesting too is again, it's time, right? Yeah. There's a lot of time that, and you have to be willing to dedicate that time. And you, you did, you know, yeah. over the course of a couple of years, really yeah. focus in on a lot of these concepts. And again, I think we answered a lot of questions to probably a lot, like yeah. where it was like, well, what am I supposed to do when? And to keep like kind of nudging people back towards the, 
well, it just depends, you know, yeah. and that's not the answer that people are looking for in yeah. that moment. Like, well, it just depends. Like we need to then like kind of be detectives and figure out what's the best for that kid yeah. um, in that moment, that student in that moment, because what we think, you know, kind of a Ross Green thing, right? Right. What we think is the issue may not even be the issue. And if we're yep. not taking the time to like really take, take in what the kid is saying, what the student is saying, then, um, then we're missing it. And then, and then you feel bad ultimately. Cause I think my knee jerk reaction at times can be to get frustrated with, with a teacher that's not handling stuff well. Yeah. Right. And again, um, I don't know how you really give a, uh, give a disclaimer. Like I, my mindset now, again, for people that might be listening from our school, I'm not even necessarily thinking in the terms of the school that we work at right now, but I can hear, you know, you hear things, you watch things, whatever. And you, you even see stuff on the news. Right. And you can get really frustrated at a teacher and you're like, why in the world would somebody handle it that way? Yeah. What were they even thinking? What a, what a overcorrection in this way or what a overly big reaction to like what this situation was that I hear about. Yeah. And if I'm, if I give myself a minute, the reality is I'm like, what did I expect that person to do? Have they ever been told? Have they ever been trained? Have they ever been trained to do it better or do it different? Have they ever been, um, had it explained to them why the student was doing the thing they were doing or why they might've been. And so is it really on that teacher or is it on some, on somebody else that is on the lack of training. And at some point, you know, I think that's where as you move higher and higher up in the district, you have to, uh, people in those positions have to be aware and they, they have to do the hard work of taking the time to make those shifts. All that to say, I kind of got off track there, but like we've, we did that work at the school. Yeah. And not like it's perfect and the school we work at. It's not perfect. And there's stuff that goes down that we're like, well, we missed that or we messed yeah. up on that. We got to improve on that. Like this isn't going well. So hear that. <laughs> like that's not a perfect system. Yeah. But, um, I think that's because every year we get new kids yeah. and every year, yes. like they, we have to figure out what works the, for that person. That new system. Yes. Right? That's the new system for that kid. It's not a system that they have to fit into. It's a system we have to create for that student. What is that? What does that student need? What is their educational need? To be successful yeah. as a person in our school. Yeah. And so it does take time. That's why at the beginning of years, sometimes it can feel chaotic to any number oh, of teachers. Yeah. Cause we're like, Oh, like we haven't got it. We haven't got it figured out yet. And I think of like the youngest, um, the classrooms that teach the youngest students in any given school, you know, they're the first ones that get those students. Yes. So in our situation, we have a second through fifth grade school. So our second grade teachers, they get these students. They, nobody's figured out, nobody's figured out who they are. No. And those kids don't know who they're going to be in that, in our building yet. And so everybody's got to figure it out and it takes time and it's uncomfortable and it can be absolutely like anxiety producing. It can do all kinds of things that are totally. Yep normal yeah, and, human. and okay. Yeah. Human, yeah. But, but what we unfortunately can't do is say, well, this is going to be the system for like second grade, you know, in yeah. this example. And when kids come in, they're just going to have to fit into that system. And if yeah. they don't fit into that system, then they're out. You yeah. know, we can't do that. We have to say, okay, here's a, here's you run your room, do it the best you can. Like the way that you normally would run your room with practices yeah. that you've put in place that are highly effective for most of your kids. Yep. And then for those small percentage that it's not working for, we're going to have to take the time to actually figure out the whys behind it and what's actually and make the instead. adjustments. 
And here's what I'll say, like, because I know it's always hard when you talk about like a long-term commitment to a training program of like years worth of, you know, that's for a school. Like, I don't know for a district, I'm not hundred percent sure how long it does take. I mean, I know it's not going to be months. I mean, I'm no, you're yeah. talking years, but what you start to see is you start hearing both of us start hearing cool conversations mm -hmm. of how people have shifted, even if they don't come out and say like, I shifted because of this training, Yeah, but they're using the same terms they're and they're describing the shifts they've made mm -hmm. because of the, because of some of the trainings, because of some of the understanding. Yeah. Like just really being more aware of themselves and their own regulation and the relationship piece and yeah, it's never, like you said, it's never perfect in each kid. No. You will, you know, you think you have it going on and then, oh, here comes a transfer kid yeah, sure. or here comes sure. a move in. Yeah. So now our systems have to adjust because now we have new energy in the building or, you know, supports and those kind of things. So yeah, it's, it is a um, trial by fire and like just figuring out people. Right. And that's yeah. the trick. So if it does, it does come down to people, not programs. I think we've kind of figured that out. What are intentional things we can put in place to support our students and families then? Well, I mean, I think what we do with good intentions is we build those systems or programs that work for us. And then we try to cram those students into those systems. And we have to understand like why, like then we're asking like, why isn't this working? Right. So we've covered that. So instead of asking what we should probably be asking is what does this student need to be successful? And I think that's like really ultimately the support that people need Yep, is that understanding. It does, we don't have to like overly complicate it all the time. I think if we can help, um, help staff and help families know that that's the question that we're asking. And if we as, as staff members, as teachers can start asking that question, okay, like what does this student need to actually be successful and for it actually to go well? Yeah. Um, and then to be able to adjust our thinking on timeframes. Yep. Right. It's not going to be fixed in a week necessarily. We're not going to like figure it out like super fast. We're working on it. You know, and sometimes that means other major things need to be put in place. But I think that's like a big one. Um, I think if you're looking at like what kind of supports can be put in place for students and families, I, I still can't. I don't know how to get past the idea of like increased training for staff is yeah. ultimately going to support the families and the students yep. like actually training people on what to do, how to see how to understand what the students are going through, how to understand what is going on in the staff's own minds and bodies, all of those things. If they don't know that, then everybody's just every day reliving a new cycle of what can feel like chaos. And, um, and nobody wants to live in that. Right. Nobody yeah. wants to live in those spots. So I think, I just, I don't know. I think training is a big part of it. What do you, what do you see as, I mean, um, you're kind of in a different spot. Yeah, I'm in a different spot because yeah. I kind of see the big, bigger picture, right? And then sure. also just, um, I do a lot with the family end mm -hmm. too. Um, I would say the biggest thing that I think needs to be put in place is communication. Mm. I think when you build, it goes back to relationships. Yeah. I mean, we go relationships, regulation, relationships, regulation. When people buy in that you love their kid, and that you are 100%, we are on the same team. I am on your team this year. Yeah. And we are going to get, this is this is hard. I don't expect you to have all the answers, and I certainly don't. But we're on this together. Like, I think that relationship piece and being super intentional. Every, like, the equity piece, some families need a lot of my time on the front end. And then guess what? Once they know, trust us that we have it, 
I don't hear from them for, we've got a good system. We, like, we check in or whatever, but I am less involved. And some families, um, it's maybe less involvement now, but I need to be more involved later. Just just that trust and the understanding that we, we can do that. I think collaboration communication within teachers, like sometimes if we don't set up those intentional times to check in with teachers, to have the communication, to have that space for honest feedback, to start collaborating about problems and solutions. If we, because yeah. I've seen people fester on stuff and I'm like, well, did you, have you talked to, you know, <laughs> sure. right? Like yeah. that would be a great time to like, let's just fix it now. Like I, the, those are, I think the communication and collaboration, I think hands down, if we can set up forums for that and really prioritize that as we're all in this together on the same team, I think that would, that makes huge, huge difference. Yeah. And I, I had to even be really intentional this year, just like a shift. Like if administrators are listening, like a shift I had to make, I intentionally put a lot of meetings on the schedule for the entire year before the school started. Like I blew up people's Google calendars over the summer. Yeah. I had a lot of invites. <laughs> yeah. People sure. were like, cut it like, out. But like yeah. we had to um, just really intentionally, like we've blocked off inclusion planning days. We've blocked off instructional days. We've blocked off grade level days. We've blocked off some times that are already built into the year. So when things start getting a little like times of the year where I felt like we've settled, but like things pop up. We already have meeting time blocked off to really start working through some of those things. So um, I think that's, that's a big shift for administration to start thinking ahead of like when we need to have intentional check-in points with yeah. people to make sure things are going well. And same with families, right? Sometimes yeah. I don't hear from a family. I just reach out and say, Hey, just want to check in and see how you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think that's, that's the other shift. Yeah. I think those are things that are, yeah, those all make sense for sure. Yeah, yeah, and that's how you support. I mean, that is. Yeah, you know, and I think you say this all the time, but just getting kids and families to realize it's not us versus them. Yeah. It is, it's a we. Yeah. We are in this together. Yeah, yeah and I think so many families have experienced that, like us versus, mm -hmm. you know, us versus a school, us versus a teacher, the kid versus the teacher, the kid yeah. versus the parent. Like, you know, there's a yeah. lot of like verses, you know, yeah. that goes that goes out there. And the more we can help everybody understand, like we're actually all in the same, we're all on the same team. That, that goes a long way. It doesn't solve everything. doesn't yeah. solve every problem that ever comes up, but I think it goes a long way in what um, those interactions are. When all of a sudden you do have a problem that comes up, it's a way different feel if everybody believes to your point that, you know, they care about the kid and then everybody's on the same team. Yeah. yeah. It makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, I liked doing this episode. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I did. I thought, I think we could talk like for hours about this sure. essentially, but I, I think there's, this is, this is it, right? I think this is where we're seeing the big hang up in education right now. Yeah. Um, we have kids with some behavioral needs. Um, we're seeing people wondering to how, how do you fix it? How do you do? Right. Yeah. And I think going back to it's people, not a program. And that's the tricky part. Yeah. And I think we go, we talk about tier one, tier two, tier three kind of things. And I think we see really intense situations sometimes that um, are really rough situations with like a, a specific teacher isn't doing whatever, you know, or you hear about that. And our solution wants to be, well, it's tier th like, oh, that's tier three. Kind of let's go yeah. with a real specific plan that's yeah. intense for that like one teacher. And you're like, well, maybe they're the one that like had like the really big reaction or whatever. But have we actually done the tier one work for yeah. our teacher, for our staff um, as a whole to like actually prepare them? to be able to handle this stuff. And then like, if we've done like good tier one work, our guess would be about 80% of our teachers would be in a really good spot yep. with all this kind of trauma informed care with understanding how the brain works with 
our approaches and our, our mindset with behavior and students in the classroom. And then there'd probably be about 10 to 15% that need a little bit extra. And then there's probably going to be about 5% of our staff that's going to actually need like real intensive work to be like, yeah. hey, listen, we got to like shape up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, but if we, it's just like a classroom, it'd be absolutely mind blowing for us. To give to say to like give a test of a math test and be like you never taught you the contact huh, I never taught you this and then you guys all failed who failed the hardest now I'm going to put you on like this massive math plan yeah like you know that yeah. we're going to do and you're like well that doesn't make sense well, you didn't even like you didn't even try like the tier one thing first like you didn't try teaching them to see if that would work yeah um, does it mean that some kids in the class will end up on that anyway sure yeah maybe but like you didn't start with what made the most sense like yeah. we just assumed that they could do it and they can't yeah without any instruction I think that's what we need to we need to correct that somehow. Yeah. We need to get the information in the hands of the people <laughs> to understand yeah. like how do we make some yeah. of the systematic change. Absolutely. I think that goes like, what do you want um, educators to walk or what do you want people to walk away with thinking about that? We, just, we t hit a lot of staff, yeah. but we've never had to ask that question before. I know. I didn't even, I didn't even know what to do because this is your role. You I switched. We should switch. You should let me know who's a better lead host. <laughs> me or, <laughs> I've given you back the reins. Episode 24 know. is no, all yours now. Job. Yeah. <laughs> So I was thinking about this a lot, uh, actually, even just last night, and uh, there was a handful of years ago, actually more and more years ago now, that when I was working a different place than where I'm working now. But one of the um, kind of projects I took on myself was to uh, interact with some di uh, some like district reps from different yep. school districts, um, and then also like the staff from our from our building that I was at to kind of ask about um, the program that I was working in and. Um, approaches that we have that seem to be working and yeah. things like that. And so it was, I had all this information, right? And so as I was thinking about this in terms of, you know, programs versus people, some of the, um, some of the responses come out. And so I went back into a, into a word document, as you would know, oh I have, gosh. and how did you um, even find that? I found it. It's on a jump drive. It's on a physical jump drive. Oh, wow. And I, that's like a whole nother back episode and found to talk it. about. Yeah. yeah. If I lost that jump drive, all that information we lost. So maybe that's where the cloud comes in, I guess. <laughs> but, um, but I found two that I thought were interesting, right? So these aren't my own, uh, words necessarily, but I thought they were both good. One of the district reps, um, who actually just recently retired in the last handful of years, from the district that they were working at said, you know, if a student doesn't fit the mold, you adjust, you change what the shape of the mold is instead of trying to force a student into, into it. In most settings, if a student doesn't fit into the mold, then they're out. They either get kicked into a room somewhere or out of the building as a whole. And we just kick them out altogether. So it's this idea again, like we've, we've got to change the mold yeah. As opposed to keep trying to jam the student into that mold. And then if they don't fit in the mold, then get out. That's what people are. That sounds harsh to say that's what people are looking for. Yeah. But that's kind of, that's what, I, that's what, that's why you can't say there's a program. That's why you can't say like, if you just do these things, then it works because it's changing the mold to fit the student instead of trying to jam the student into the mold. Yeah, and right. ultimately, who's catching these kids? Well, that's also right. The problem, that's right? probably another episode. But who's catching yeah. these kids? Right. So then another guy said, who uh, who also recently retired in the last handful of years, great guy. He said, um, you know, I like the fact that this is where kids are supposed to be. Now he was talking about our specific program, but I started thinking about it, and I was like, really, this is just true of school. Yeah. I mean, it was true of our program in that situation, but this is true of schools in general. This is where these kids are supposed to be. They're supposed to be at schools. 
They're supposed to be here and they should be here and they should fit in here. So our staff though, chooses to be here. Now you can go work in an office. You can go be a firefighter. You can go wherever you want to be, but you choose to be here. The kids with all their behaviors are okay here. A kid could show up going wild. And this is still the place where society tells them they're supposed to be. You and I have to be okay with that reality too. If we choose to work here, we help them change that behavior, of course, but we can't be put off by who they are. Mm. And I think there's a lot to that, right? This kid didn't choose to come to whatever school they're coming to. <laughs> and we often did not choose we for are, them to re- yeah. be received that, we are right? telling yeah. them that's where they have to be. Yeah. I chose to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. I chose to work with kids, right? And some of those kids, I'm going to naturally just get along with super well. Yeah. And some of them, I'm not. But you know what? I chose to be here. That kid just has to be. Even the mm-hmm. one that I don't get along with super well naturally. Mm-hmm. They have to be there. There is no choice on their end. I'm the one that has to adjust and figure it out and make it work because they're exactly where they're supposed to be at the school. <laughs> like that's where they're supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> I can choose to be there or not, you know? And I think that's hard and that can sound harsh, but man, I think if you sit around and you think about it very much, there's a whole lot of truth to that. Yeah. To wake up every morning and choose to show up Yeah, for even, even some of our most difficult kids to yeah. make that choice every day. And what I, I mean, I'm not going to read what I wrote because I think that was so good, but I think, um, choosing that. And then when you get a team of people that choose to be there every day, yeah. that ultimately people ask, like, how do we make it work? We have a team of people that wake up every day and choose to be there yeah. to be with kids. And it's failure is not an option and we got to take care of it. Right. It doesn't mean it's easy all the time. No. It doesn't mean that stuff doesn't come up and it doesn't mean that people don't have feelings and it doesn't mean that we don't get not in a rough patch and it doesn't yeah yeah i mean all those things happen but if at the end of the day you know like i'm choosing to be here like Mm -hmm. i'm ultimately choosing to be here and people have my back yeah people have my back and they're going to help me along and when i can't do it they're going to help me and later when they can't do it i'm going to help them yes and like when you have that it works it when it's when we start thinking like that that kid doesn't need to be here that kid doesn't need to be here well, by golly, where do you want them to be? This is a, this is the school, and we say they have to be here. Where <laughs> like, do they? So what do you where want do them they to go? Do? Yeah. Right? Yeah, they're they're being who they are in the place that they're being told they have to be, mm-hmm. and we have to be okay with that. Doesn't mean we accept it and we say there's no change. I think that's the important line at the end. We obviously we help them try to change and improve. Like yep. that is our job. That is our we job. We don't just accept it and say like, well, this is who they are. I guess they're just going to terrorize the whole school, you know, or whatever it is. We don't say that. But we do understand the solution doesn't just kick them out because they already were where they're supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah. And this is essentially the call of work that we were chosen to go into to make impacts on kids. And unfortunately, you don't get to pick and choose which kids. Yeah. So here they are. This is the work that we're called to do. So, Yeah. yeah, that's it. All right. Are you closing it or am I closing it? I'm going to, tr- I'm going to fumble yeah, through this. Let's let, I think, I think for the viewer's sake, let's see me fumble through the closing. Let's okay. Let's do that. It. Okay. Well, um, we're wrapping up. <laughs> yes, we are. We are wrapping up. So if you have questions, comments, uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, we have a YouTube channel, uh, send questions our way, comments, um, let us know what you're thinking. I, this is a really, really very important episode that we just did. Um, and I think there's a lot of conversation that can happen around this. 
uh, that needs to happen around this. So please reach out to us. Um, and remember, this is like what Justin just talked about. This You chose to w- wake up. You chose to come to do your job every day. We are choosing kids every single day. And it's important that we go out and do the work. So let's go do it. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. Let's keep the conversation going. Like and subscribe below and keep the comments rolling.